0: Jobs, 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 and hobbies, work, 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 and play. Welcome to another episode of the Jobs Podcast, where we talk about jobs. I'm your host, Nathan. Let's meet today's guest. Blake Zisman, what an honor it is to have you here in person on the podcast in my closet. Thanks so much for coming. <laughs> Thank you for having me, Nathan. I really appreciate it. What, how, do, how do you feel being the very, very first guest
1: of the podcast? I, man, I I, I would just honor that you invited me like three months ago to be a part of this, and now we're now just we're just shooting. You're the first 16th guest.
0: It's <laughs> like, it's amazing. <laughs> so, what do you do for?
1: Hey, can we restart? Sorry. I feel really awkward. No, we can't. No, no, no actually, Please, please, no, please restart. No, no, no. no! no, no. <laughs> I don't want it. Stop. No, no, we no. You. we're redoing it. We're please. live. There's okay. actually people here now. Oh, there's right people now. listening Yeah. To
0: oh, okay. No, I'm lying to you, but. Okay, gosh, dang, Can we please restart it? <laughs> please. Okay, fine. You begged enough. Hey, Blake, we're back, and we've restarted. So, how are you doing?
1: Um, I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for restarting the podcast. Yeah. I mean, we still have the audio from the original audio before this. We but... do, yeah. We we could probably put that at the
0: end. I'll, I'll, you know what? Let's put it at the end. Okay. So um, is there something you wanted
1: to say first before we start? I'm just so honored to be here in person doing this interview with you as your 16th guest. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I believe so. I I appreciate that. Well, so the thing I start with every guest is – uh, what is your job?
1: Oh, that's a really good question. And actually, uh, I know Kevin was on here before, so I, you're not hearing this from the first reservoir engineer. Um, but my job, so as a petroleum engineer, there's different disciplines, and I'm actually a, a reservoir engineer of, amongst those different di- disciplines. Which, um, yeah, it's basically looking for for oil and and trying to find the most economic way to to get it. Do you have the same job title as him? Um, I don't know if we have similar job titles. I know that he's a little bit more offshore, I believe, from from what I uh, uh, know. But um, yeah, I, I, my my job is more focused with onshore unconventional work. Um, so you know, for right now, I'm I'm focusing my efforts in the Permian Basin, which is in West Texas. Um, and I've worked uh, that basin for the past seven years. Cause I actually have a policy that
0: like, if two people have the same job title, we oh. actually have to like. Ec- Nick's one of them oh, from the podcast. Oh, really? So maybe
1: we have to take off Kevin's. Yeah, well, I don't know. Well, I guess we can just see how the interview goes. Or or I could just give, give you something else I'm interested in. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: So um, I heard from you that, like, you
1: recently changed jobs. Is that true? So I did not recently change jobs. But today, I actually put in a formal acceptance to a new job that I will be taking um, at a new company, doing very similar work, but with a smaller company um, with some friends that I used to work with in the past. So really excited about that. That's awesome. Maybe as like part of the interview, you could
0: talk to people about what it's like to accept a new job Absolutely. or a new offer because that's I mean that's a big part of jobs
1: yeah um, no that, that's what I was planning on I'm, okay yeah, yeah, you're, you're taking, <laughs> I'm on taking away my yes no <laughs> I was, I was going to shock you with that and it
0: didn't work out how so okay so really um, you can like even take the lead if you kind of know, know what you want to <laughs> say but like I mean what I generally want to know from people is like how did you even get to where you are today how did you get started and yeah what, what are you interested
1: no it's a great question so long story short because I know we have 20 minutes um when I was in college I tried to get into chemical engineering as an electrical engineer I was trying to transition but the GPA requirement to get in was was a three nine and um at that time petroleum was a two nine so I actually got in um, to petroleum engineering, not really knowing what it was really about. Um, and then shortly after that's when the shale boom happened. Um, ended up loving it as a career because you're learning not only about you know, rock mechanics, like mechanics, but you're also learning fluid dynamics and a, bu- a bunch of other different aspects of, uh, of, of engineering. Um, so it, it's uh, oil and gas is kind of a conglomerate of all those different engineering disciplines in, into one you know, specific business. If you weren't in Houston, what other types of jobs might you have
0: been interested in that kind of share the same um you know
1: similarities in like the job description oh that's a really good question um I don't know how that would look i mean right now like i i'm i I do a, a many economic sensitivities right so it, it's really a matter of whatever product you know you're selling and and just knowing what the expenses and capital go into into acquiring and 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 selling that product um so yeah, I'm not. I'm not actually sure. So, like with a petroleum engineering background, you're pretty much set for Houston unless you find some, you know, oil and gas company that's, you know, so, somewhere else.
0: You said expensivity. I'd never heard that word before. Expensivity. That's a nice word. Oh, did I use expensivity? I think so. Okay. Well, I, <laughs> I, hey, we have a recording, so we can go check it.
1: <laughs>
0: so, um, what do you like about
1: your job? Like, what are things that make you sing in your heart? <laughs> oh man i i just love uh (laughs) what makes me sing in my heart so in all seriousness my my favorite thing about reservoir engineering is actually studying the subsurface right that's what makes my my heart just sing right it's uh it's the i kind of look at it as almost like the veins of the of the corporation right if you if you're not connected to your oil you're you don't have a, a business um, I, unfortunately, I, I think more re- most of the time reservoir engineers spend spend their time doing more analysis, which is more of like you know on surface level kind of production or like you know working with different teams and stuff like that, which you know ha- has its benefits. Um, but uh, yeah, my 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 bread and butter, my favorite, th- my the thing that makes my heart sing is is doing subsurface work and and really trying to hone in on what's the best way to optimize, uh, connecting to the to the reservoir.
0: So. so if there if there are like people say there's a third grader listening to this right now, sure, and they're like subsurface is
1: that just like stuff below the earth? That's exactly yeah. right. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> really okay. really that simple. No, that, that's right. So so basically you know um, you know in the Permian Basin it's ten thousand feet underground, right? So we're drilling uh, uh, a, a, a well. Uh, you know, uh, a hole <laughs> to basically drill all the way down to the ground, and we're, we're relying on the pressure of the earth to squeeze that oil to surface, so that way we can sell it um, in the market. That's kind of like what Kevin talked about in his episode about like, the straw yep. analogy.
0: Like, that's know, that... that's right. Yeah, and I might use a milkshake analogy later on. So, oh, yeah. Whoa. yeah. Well, okay. I want. <laughs> I actually want to like dip back into sure. the original topic of um, just how you had the job offer. What yep. are what are things that you consider? When you have, maybe when you even when you're searching for that offer, and then maybe once you get it, like, what are you have to like kind of look between two, like maybe a couple choices.
1: What yeah. is what is that process like? So what's the process of of exploring other options?
0: Exploring other options, and then also maybe deciding on a job
1: um, opportunity if you have a couple. Oh, I see. Yeah. Oh, that's that's a really good question. Um. Yeah. So in terms of like finding um you know other work, I, I can. I can say it was it's extremely difficult to do in uh in a during the middle of a pandemic, especially with oil price. It's also highly dependent on oil price and you know and and that affects different types of disciplines that want to get in, you know, at different times in the market too. Um, but yeah, I, I I was very uh fortunate to um, you know, put out some some uh you know, feelers, you know, for different things and I found this one company that was you know interested and they they were interested I mean they had a bunch of you know candidates that came through the door and um, went through that process and um, I mean everything was was very professional and very very good um, but yeah the, the hardest thing is to decide so like once i once I had the the, the the offer in front of me or they wanted they wanted me to come on to their to their company um, the, the hardest thing was deciding like is, do, is is it worth me leaving the the work that I left behind? right um at at my previous job um cuz you know as 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 a i would I, mean, I i i would think that i'm a good employee I, I mean i think anyone thinks that they're a good employee but um <laughs> as, as a you know as an employee that works really hard like i've i've created a you know a a strong reputation you know through through uh, uh oxy the company that i currently work for and um and yeah so it, it was it, a lot of it really came down to am i willing to give up this strong reputation for, for the potential of, 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 of a much better um, life and a much better uh, career. So is it better life? Is it like better salary? Is that the why it's better life or just job satisfaction or both? It's all the above. So, I mean, now there, there's, there's times where I, I think it's completely reasonable to jump if, if you're really, really not liking, you know, your, your situation, but um, you know, and in in kind of my situation, um, it, it was you know it was a it was it was it's just a really good company with good people. And honestly, like yeah, while while salary is good, like I, I think the main reason why um, I, I I moved forward with it is because I'm I'm going to be working with people that I know really well, um, and that um, I and I and I know what their work ethic is, you know. And so I think that it's actually they're they're actually building a really strong culture um at this at this new company and uh I'm I'm just I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that. So I think it's uh, it's all the above. I think I think you know in terms of work life balance um and 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 just total work being done like I think I'm I I'm going to I'm be more effective in this role versus um where I where I was uh at Oxy. So so what are some things about what you do that make your job suck? <laughs> what? Oh man, that's a, that's a really good question. Um, I think so, so, okay. To, to break it down really simply, and I'm going to try to squeeze this in within 30 seconds here. Um, you know, you, you have like a land picture, right? So like you have surface land, you have the, the, the rights of the surface and the rights of the, of the subsurface. Right. So if, if that becomes really complicated, which it can, right. Cause you know, uh, uh, the lawyers for that that are that are servicing those uh landowners i mean they're really really good so they put some they can, some of them can put some really unique language in there and you have to get legal involved and all this stuff so um the, the first part is just being able to actually drill a well in that piece of land um and that can be a huge headache if uh if you don't have the uh the you know the the process or or if the, if, if if things are kind of um you know, comp, very complicated there. So I would say that's that's the first step. And then the second step is, um, and I'm just kind of thinking out loud, but, you know, the, having the capital required to actually go and drill that well. So it's like, yeah, you have the land now. Okay, great. Do you have the capital and do you have the commitment to actually go and drill that well? Um, so I'd say that that's that can be another headache. And I, I, I hate to use headache. It's more of like an opportunity, right? Like you, you have, like, there's an opportunity. You can either invest in it or you, or you don't. And then I would say the third component of it is how can you effectively um, connect to that reservoir rock, right? So you have the capital, you have the land, but how can you effectively, uh, you know, complete and um, and and create a network that that's going to give you the most amount of oil? We call it oil. uh, We call it recovery factor, like in the industry. How can we get the highest recovery factor out of this section, out of this piece of land? Um and so that's that's where like when you're talking about making my heart sing. That's where I'm I'm at. I got, I love that aspect of it. Um but yeah, like each of those components it can be challenging especially working with uh you know uh you know those uh, different situations that might arise. So, can you walk me through your day? Yeah. Um so I wake up in the morning, um I take Zoe to school. <laughs> I... is, zoe, is zoe your wife or is, is zoe your oh uh, no zoe zoe is yeah right yeah <laughs> i take i take meg to school yeah that's right yeah she, just drop her off you know you of age or something um so yeah i take i take zoe to school and then i drive to to work well with COVID, i've actually just been working from home most of the, most of the time um which has been really nice um but yeah my, my my day-to-day is really uh you know, working with landmen, working with completion uh, optimization teams, uh, drilling completion engineers um, uh, and reservoir engineers to and facility engineers, I mean, just, just all these different types of engineers to try to develop the best strategy uh, for um, drilling a well, f- determining which land we want to drill, and then finding the capital to drill the well, and then determining how we're going to connect to our reservoir the best possible way at the cheapest possible cost. Right. So it's a lot of economic sensitivities and a lot of presentations to, you know, kind of complete that mission.
0: And that sounds that kind of sounds like a lot of businesses trying to do the best they can for the cheapest amount possible. Right. That's right. That's just like that's a bit like a kind of a business operations, um, something you want to do. It's like,
1: that's right. No, and that's the thing, is like every business when you when you mentioned like which which company would I jump to, or what or what other sorry, not not what company, what what other disciplines might I be able to jump to if it wasn't Houston? Um, I mean it really just comes down to do you have a product that you can sell, right? And you there's some price you're getting for that product, that's your revenue, and then you're subtracting out the expenses and capital required to get that to, to get that pro- product to market. Um so um yeah, it's it's just an economics analysis. So that's kind of the one of the nice thing I, I'm I'm very specific in oil and gas as a petroleum engineer um, but the, the the nice thing behind that is that you know economic analysis are, are the same across every business but you probably
0: be much more interested in in dealing with petroleum than you would be maybe like selling clothes even though that's a product just more engineering involved it, in your job or
1: no I mean well yeah I, I would say there's there's more uncertainty involved with oil and gas Um and, uh, and and with that uncertainty, there's also opportunity. Um, and so I, I've, I feel like I've been given the, the, the privilege of experimenting um, on wells that other people hadn't had the privilege of experimenting, experimenting on. And I've learned of uh, tools that, and, and designs that can be implemented, that can yield a, a higher recovery factor for your rock. Um, and so that's actually one of the reasons why I took this new job, is I think I'm gonna have more influence in that space um and I might actually be able to to implement some of the some of the ideas that I have. Um, so uh yeah, I, I would I would say with with uncertainty in a job it there it, it, it yields more opportunity for creativity. Um so I like uh the oil and gas space for that, you know, creativeness that that it kind of brings to it. Um would you like the uncertainty of
0: like being an actor and not knowing if you're gonna be rejected all the time or just most of the time? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't even know how to make that comparison. Uh, <laughs> um, that's it. Yeah, I, I, it's probably something it's probably something similar to that. Like if you were an actor and you didn't know. Right. But it's like if you were if you if you had some niche that you that you knew and that and that could sell. Right. You were like a comedian in a certain space. Right. I remember actually there's this comedian who um, developed a stutter. Right. And he wasn't doing so well. And then after he developed his stutter, he actually um his his career took off because he, he was making fun of himself the entire time and he kind of found his niche and I, I think like if you're able to find your niche um even though there's more risk to it it, it actually becomes it, it it's more inspiring it, it's like uh there's an opportunity to you know um to to uh i guess reap the, the 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 fruit of that of that uh that creative um i guess take that you have on on the uncertainty so
0: what do you like what do you do in your hobbies then if if you you probably it sounds like you're getting a lot of satisfaction from your job so how do you like get more satisfaction in the time that you're off from your job
1: yeah so i sometimes so satisfaction um it's while it can be a really really cool job there's there are times though when you know you're just reworking processes and you know and that that's where it can be a little bit exhausting um, but yeah, I, I, mean, I, I work, um, there's times where I work, you know, very long hours. There's times where I don't work long hours, but you know, in the after, like anytime I'm off, I really just try to, you know, use that time away to spend time with, uh, you know, Zoe and Meg just as much as possible. Um, and so, you know, yeah, honestly, like with, uh, with, uh, hobbies and stuff, you know, having, um, having, uh, you know a really young kid um and a lot of responsibilities around the house it it makes it pretty difficult to to kind of carry any hobbies at the moment um but i would say like actually one of my biggest hobbies is actually fixing things around the house so we we bought a used house that needed a a lot of you know updating and and we uh and and both meg and i have done a really great job of like just trying to you know um manage, you know, all the different, uh, you know, issues that have come up with the house. And I, I think now we're in a, we're in a pretty good place. So, um, we have baby number two on the way. So I, I think that's gonna, you know, it's going to yield itself to, you know, more fun and That's a good name. Yeah. Family. Baby we're, number two. Baby number two. Yeah. Do You like that name? <laughs> Do you have a name it, yet? No, we don't. No. Okay. Wow. We just found out that it's a little girl though. So it, it divided our names in half. I think Greta is a good name. Just throwing it out throw yeah. there. Oh, that's really
0: nice. What? How? How has like being a Christian impacted your life at work?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. So, um, I, I think I think uh, like being a Christian, I I, um, I have a conviction to do work and to do work very well. Um, at least I, I like to think that that is a you know is a Christian you know trait. I think that there's times though where I might overwork myself. Um, and I'm not honest with my, with who I am, especially in front of others. So I think, I think that's one thing I could probably work on is just being a little bit more forthcoming and honest about like what I can take on and what I can't. Um, but I, I think, um, yeah, I, I, I'm starting, I'm trying to look at being a Christian at work less of, I'm going to yield a good quality product and more of, I'm going to try to, um, influence, uh, people and help people see that there's something more than than just work. Um, so I think in the past, I was I was trying to push for a, um, a I was trying to push people to work harder and work smarter and work, you know, at a higher quality of, of, of work. But now I, I've kind of just I just looked at it a little bit differently. And I, I treat my coworkers very differently than I than I did in the in the past um and i am just more patient and i'm you know i'm 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 trying i'm trying to be more patient let me put it that way <laughs> um i still have a lot of work to do but i i think that um you know i i've definitely seen my the relationships between my coworkers grow um as a result of me focusing less on getting a good product out and more on um just building a relationship and realizing that you know businesses at the end of the day they you know they take up most of our time but they like we can't take them with us right when we die um and so, um, the, but, but what we can take with us are the memories that we have with the relationships, with the people that we have. So, um, I'm, I'm just, and, and who we influence, like, you know, are, are we, are we actively engaging others to, to, to show them the, you know, the, the, the joy that they can experience through having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, and, um, and so it's, it's really important to have those conversations and, you know, at my previous job, I was really good with doing that. But at this current job that I'm in um, at Oxy, uh, you know, I, I really just put my head down and try to get as much work as, out as I possibly can. Um, and it, uh, and yeah, I mean, it, 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 it makes it to where I'm less of a, of a light, I think, sometimes just because I'm, you know, kind of putting my head down and I'm not really in, in, in conversations with people as much, you know, outside of just work. Um so I, I think there's a healthy balance i think i think it's good to strive for a uh high quality product for your from for your work and 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 for your work but i um but i also think that it's important to uh to make sure that you maintain those relationships and that you 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 help people see that there's something way more to life than than um working so
0: yeah no that's those are those are some good words and you know I feel like, I feel like being a Christian um, just like pervades like every area of life, and so that, that even kind of pervades my ne- my next question, because like money is a big thing that Jesus talked about. Yeah. He like talks about that subject, I think, more than any other subject. Um, <laughs> okay. if I'm not mis- n- mistaken.. Okay. Um, but so like if if money didn't even exist, would you
1: still want to do the job you do? so i have a huge passion for for um optimizing field field performance like i i i i truly feel like uh like god gave me and and some friends that i that i worked with at bhp the the like a very strong not the answer but a strong direction of where to take like um unconventional resources and um and so what's what's kind of funny behind that is you know um do you want can, can I can I share with you like a 5 minute story? Yeah. Is that all right? Yeah. Okay. So, when I was um when I was at BHP, we actually announced that we were so well, when I was at BHP, I was on this project where I was leading this group of of engineers to try to determine what the like an optimal um you know, completion design would look like for our Permian asset, right? And and this actually just came after I led another surveillance review that ended up ended terribly. I mean, absolutely terribly. It was like this kumbaya like presentation and no one liked it. And so like so this was kind of a redeeming moment for me, or the potential of it being redeeming, right? In leading this second surveillance review um, of our field. And so we had all these engineers and they and, and we we started kind of digging into it and we're asking a bunch of questions and we came to realize that the the reservoir that we were producing out of was over-pressured and the reservoir above it was under-pressured, right? Or it was normally pressured, right? So, um, and, and, and basically all that, all that you need to know with that is that if you're, if you're fracking a well, right, and you're recording the pressures when you're fracking the well, you can actually, you could see very clearly that when we are breaking into the other formation, the pressure would drop. Right. So we knew that the completion design that we were implementing was actually not even really fracking the reservoir that we wanted to frack. It was actually fracking the reservoir above it. Um, and we found all these different evidences that were pointing to that um, that answer. And uh, and so what ended up happening was uh, all the different all the different areas, um, you know, in, in uh, Arkansas. Uh, Louisiana, and Texas, they all implemented this new idea, this new design idea, right? And they they went around completing it with this new idea, and, and we were starting to see positive results. Well, at the same time, um, like literally in the same month, not even just at the same, it was at the same month, uh, BHP um, uh, wanted, uh, they, they, they went and handpicked a few individuals from each team to represent their asset um, and defend their five-year plans to... Uh, to a, an, an auditing company, to an auditor, um, and I was on that. I was one of the people picked for that team, and we put together a very compelling story for this is what this is what we're going to do. We're going to go in a different direction. We're going to take it. We're going to take the asset this away, and we're going to be able to put more wells in the ground, and they're going to yield stronger performance. Right? That's a hard sell. You're going to put more wells, and you're going to yield better results. Right? And we presented we presented it to them over three days. We even showed them all like our full reserve, uh, you know, suite and like, I mean, just everything, all of our inventory, all of our analysis, production, um, what our expenses were going to be, and at the very end of it, um, they we we had presented all of our stuff, and at the very end of it, um, we were waiting to hear you know hear back from them, um, and and they said um, and they said honestly, like what you've, what you guys have done is phenomenal. This is like, this is great work. Like we have no doubt that if you guys implemented this design, you would do very, very well at your, um, you'd do very, very well, right? You'd be very successful. Um, and to take it kind of more of a Christian route, which I, I, I think is just kind of fascinating. And I know we're kind of running out of time here. Um, but at that same time, they were uh our our boss kept calling the reservoir engineers kind of the heart of this team right so we we felt like it was real like a, we felt a lot of um responsibility for delivering this five year plan audit like appropriately so that way the business had confidence right in pursuing those plans right so and they and and they called us like they called us three times they called us the heart of this of of kind of the team were the, we're the reservoir engineers so there's a lot of a lot of pride that we had um and at the at the same time, I was actually reading through the book of Numbers, um, <laughs> and in the book of Numbers, they're looking for the Promised Land, right? And there's two people that go to the Promised Land and come back with with honest results, and that was uh, Caleb and Joshua. And, um, anyways, long story short, Caleb means Kalev in Hebrew means wholehearted, right? So you had the wholehearted one. And Joshua, who is, I think, I think is, I can't remember what his name means. And um, I think it's Redeemer, I think, if, that, if that's right. And the Redeemer, right, are going go to go into the promised land and basically say, like, this is what we want. Because there, there was 10 people with them that were saying, no, 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 no. we don't want to go in there, right? It's, it's not for us. Um, and, and that's basically how everything kind of played out. So we were kind of the whole heart of ones. Like, we were like Caleb, right? And guess who the head of uh, the auditing company, what his name was? What? Joshua. <laughs> and so we went in together, right? And, and they said, no, we really like what you guys are doing. And two hours after that BHP announced that they were going to sell all the assets. Um, and so it was a, it was a big letdown. Um, but, uh, but we, but we were also, you know, we also knew that, that we had an opportunity to, um, to, to Im- Im- improve the asset. Like we knew that it was, uh, that it was, that it was going um, to, that, that they were impressed by it, I guess. So long story short, I've, I've, Really, really, really long story short, I've switched to another company. They got the, they, they basically got the same assets that I work, I was working on back. That you know, they, they purchased Anadarko, and so I was like, oh, this is great. Like I'm gonna, like I'm going God's gonna use me to to bring forth this this idea, and with the pandemic and everything else that's happened, it's kind of taught me that number one, I'm not in control, and number two, that that might not be God's plan. God God might give you all these answers and all these revelations, but you don't know what his plans are, you know, like, I mean, only God knows what his plans are. So kind of through this, through this experience, I have realized that, um, that, uh, you know, God's ultimately in control of it. And and I, I mean, I, I hope that through this other company I can influence, um, in that way, but we'll see. So that's awesome. I, I
0: appreciate like just hearing a story. Um, it kind of like brings flesh to what you do. It's not just like, um, what you do every day, but like, it's kind of a, yeah, it was a story of, of yeah. something that happened. So um, thank you so much for sharing with us and being on the podcast. And um, we'll put your website up so people can get to you. And okay. uh, uh, I'm sure people are going to have questions for you and yeah, about yeah. what it's like to be um, a reservoir engineer. Yeah, no, oh, thank you very much, Nathan. It was fun. Okay, well drive safely home, okay? All right, yeah, we'll do. <laughs> yeah. Do you or someone you know work in an industry that everyone should hear about? Or is your hobby too good to keep to yourself? Reach out and let me know by going to wire slash feedback. That's w y r.es slash feedback. See you next week.